0: Hi there, I'm Cody Wheeler, and this is my podcast, Strong Fear Tasks. I'm a Christian who believes that a relationship with Jesus should impact every area of your life, including your health and fitness. On this podcast, I'm exploring stewardship, the intersection of health and holiness, and offering practical ways that you can steward your body all for the glory of God. I also wrote a book titled Strong Fear Tasks, where I explore stewardship and encourage you to take care of your physical body in a way that honors God and you can get a copy at my website, codywheeler.com. With that being said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Resistance training can take a number of forms. Today, I'm gonna be unpacking the top three forms and lay out some of the pros and cons for each one. So the first form of exercise is probably the one that comes to most people's mind first, and that's weightlifting. And I'm talking specifically about the use of barbells, dumbbells, and machines, or the things that most people think of when they think of a gym. Especially over the past year, many people have invested in their own equipment and have created spaces in their house where they have weights, racks, and benches, and have brought the gym home to them. Weightlifting can be really intimidating for inexperienced people. You walk into a gym and you hear the clanging of steel plates, the grunting of some gorilla like humanoid in the corner, and you wonder what you've gotten yourself into. However, lifting weights isn't just for someone who wants to look like a bodybuilder. So let's start with some of the pros of weightlifting and how it might be superior to other forms of resistance training. So first of all, weightlifting is very simple to moderate intensity. See, Not everyone can do a push up. But I could find a weight that anyone could bench press. Not everyone can do a chin-up, but you could find a weight that you could do a lat pull-down with. So you could have a world-class powerlifter and a 90-year-old grandma bench pressing right beside each other in a gym. And this just goes to show that weightlifting is a very accessible form of exercise. Anyone can moderate it to their ability. Weightlifting is also simple to objectively increase your strength. So with other forms of resistance training, it's more difficult to objectively gauge how much weight you're lifting. So if you have resistance bands, and you might have one that provides 15 to 35 pounds of resistance, well you have a 20 pound range that you could be working in there. And that's not to say that resistance bands are bad, but they simply aren't as objective as weights. And so if you are someone who wants to know exactly how much weight you're moving, uh, free weights and machines, they allow you to do that. You know that if you add 5 pounds to the bar, you've added 5 pounds to the bar and it gives you really objective markers of progress over time. Another pro to weightlifting is the variety of exercises. If all you owned was a set of dumbbells, you could work every muscle in your body without having to get very creative. Other forms of resistance training such as using body weight make pulling muscles tricky to work out if you're unable to do pull ups or chin ups. Now this variety is also great if you're someone who maybe gets bored of doing the same thing over and over and over again because you could take your shoulders for instance and with a pair of dumbbells you could do probably five or six different exercises that you rotate through without having to do things that are overly creative where you risk uh, injury. And with all that being said there are also a few cons to weightlifting. First of all there's the price. If you go to a gym, you'll likely be paying at least $50 a month for a gym membership, and that cost is going to add up over the years. And so because of this, or some other factors, some people will opt for a home gym setup. And this is a great option as well, but there's also a few cons to that. And again, it starts with the price. If you're content with only a bench and some dumbbells, you could probably get away with spending a few hundred dollars. But if you wanna bring your gym experience home with you, you'll likely be dropping a minimum of $1,000, but probably a bit more. And so compared to a yearly gym membership, it is more cost effective, but it is a pretty big upfront investment. Secondly, for the home gym crowd, there's the space issue. Not everyone has the space for a fully outfitted home gym. So having a squat rack, weight plates, and dumbbells, that takes up a decent amount of space. And so not everyone's going to have the square footage available to make that happen. The next form of resistance training I wanna to touch on is body weight training. Body weight training is exactly as it sounds. You're using your own body weight to provide the resistance to the movements. And this is one that most people are going to be familiar with, whether that's just from phys ed class or you followed along with something at home. Um, most people have some experience with body weight resistance. So movements like push-ups, pull-ups, and body weight squats, they tend to be what most people think of when they think of bodyweight exercises. Now one of the biggest benefits of bodyweight exercise is that it's free. If you're willing to get creative, you could work every single muscle without a single piece of equipment or need to step in a gym. You could also spend a little bit of money and buy a chin-up bar and maybe some dip bars, and you could get a really great workout in. I also really like the use of gymnastics rings if you're really looking to challenge your body. Another benefit to bodyweight exercise is the convenience. You don't have to go anywhere or own anything fancy. There's no need for a dedicated gym space nor do you need a lot of square footage. If you have enough space to lie down, then you have enough space to do a body weight workout. I also find body weight workouts really simple. Because there's less options of exercises, you're going to be sticking to the same core movements or just small varieties of those movements. And so it can really help people who are prone to paralysis by overanalysis where you don't have to wonder which back exercise machine you should do because you're really going to only have one or two really good options for each body part. Another benefit of body weight training is that I think it gives you real world functional strength. So you're probably never going to need to lift 400 pounds of anything off the ground but you will need to move your body through space. You'll need to get up off the ground, lift yourself up, squat, etc. And so you'll really get in tune with your body. And I think it's also good for strengthening tendons and ligaments as you won't be overloading quite as much as quickly as you may with free weights. And I think body weight exercise also encourages a good body composition. If you wanna be good at body weight exercises, you're going to have to have lower levels of body fat. And while that is a pro, it also leads us into the first con of bodyweight exercises. You see, bodyweight exercise is not as simply scalable as free weights. So like the example with free weights, I might not be able to take the same world class powerlifter and the same 90 year old grandma and have them both do a bodyweight workout. Also if you're obese, the difficulty of movements might be too much. And so while there are ways to make movements easier, sometimes it takes a lot of creativity to find a variation of a push-up or chin-up or whatever it is that works for all people. Bodyweight exercise is also a little more difficult to notice objective progress, but it really depends on your goals. So let's say that you did more push-ups than last week. Is this because you got stronger or is it because you lost weight? Uh, Maybe you did less push-ups. Did you get weaker? Did you eat more the night before? Part of this can be overcome by looking at long-term trends versus just from workout to workout, but I think it is something worth mentioning. Another con is that it can be tricky to find suitable exercises for certain body parts. So trying to work your back and biceps without a chin-up bar is really difficult. Other body parts such as your shoulders can also be really difficult to target if you aren't able to do some variation of a handstand push-up. Now finally, I want to look at resistance bands as our last form of resistance training. So I think that resistance bands fall nicely in between free weights and body weight workouts. So first of all, resistance bands are relatively cheap. You can get all the resistance bands you'll need for under a hundred bucks. And if you're able to, I'd recommend people buy two sets so you can do a few more exercises, but one set will certainly work fine. Secondly, resistance bands don't take up much room. So lots of sets of bands will come with a bag that you can store them in to keep them out of the way. And their small footprint also makes them a great option to take on the road if you find yourself traveling a lot. Next resistance bands allow for a wide variety of exercises. So just about everything you can do with free weights and cables you can do with resistance bands. And finally the resistance bands offer a different strength curve than other forms of exercise. So for example if you're doing a bicep curl with a dumbbell. The movement will start off hard and it's going to be hardest when your arm is parallel with the floor. However, once you get past the midpoint, it becomes much easier to hold that weight up there. With a band, however, the resistance is going to start off easier and it's going to be hardest at the end range of motion. And so the bicep curl is going to be hardest past the midpoint. So it kind of works the opposite of a dumbbell where dumbbell starts off hard and will get easier as you get to the top. The uh, resistance band is going to start off easier and get more difficult as you approach the top of the movement. So when it comes to cons of resistance bands, I can't actually think of too many for the average person. I think that resistance bands are a really safe way to exercise and they provide just about every single benefit of the other forms of exercise. I think the one area where resistance bands might come up a little bit short is if you're really focusing on just pure strength. um, I think the amount of weight you can use with resistance bands is a little bit limited. So you're certainly not going to train for a world record with resistance bands, But I'm also assuming that you're not trying to and so for the average person, the amount of reasons I would say don't use resistance bands are pretty limited. I think another area where free weights might have resistance bands beat is in the specific numbers. And so if you want to know that you've done 5 pounds more, if you want to know you've done 10 pounds more, then resistance bands might be a little bit frustrating. But does this matter for most people? Probably not. But you might find that after a while your body stops adapting, that you're doing your workouts and you're just not seeing the same progress that you once were. And part of that could be that because you don't have these specific numbers that you're working with, you might not actually be doing more volume over time. So part of what gets your body to change is that over time you're doing more work. And so let's say every workout you were able to add five pounds to your workout your body's going to keep changing because it has to adapt to that weight. Whereas if you stopped adding five pounds and you just kept working out with the same weight, eventually your body's going to stop adapting because it's reached a, a place where it knows it can lift that amount of weight with that amount of muscle. And so with uh, resistance bands, if you find that your body's not changing, it could just be that you're you're simply not doing more work time after time. And so part of that, knowing what numbers you're lifting, knowing exactly how many pounds, it can be helpful for breaking through plateaus. But again, I think it's just nitpicking, but it is something that is worth noting. Now, I mentioned the changing strength curve as a positive, but I think it could also potentially be a negative because it can be tricky but not impossible to train the entire range of motion of a movement effectively. And finally, and this might be just more of a me thing, I find resistance bands to be a little bit boring. I like to use them on off days for something I call snack activities, um, maybe a little mini workouts. But if I find myself with only bands available for a period of time, I tend to just opt for a rest day. But again, that's just me. I know lots of people who love bands and that's their preferred way to work out. And I think that's wonderful if that's you. So as you can see, every form has some advantages and disadvantages, and when it comes to these three forms of resistance training, it's important to note that you don't have to choose just one. In fact, I really like combining all three into workouts or cycling through different phases where I maybe focus on one a little bit more. The most important thing that you can do is to find a form of resistance training that works for you and allows you to be strong for your tasks. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and while you're at it, leave a review. You can find more of my content on Instagram at Cody Wheeler or on my website, codywheeler.com. Remember, you may never be healthy, but you can be healthier. You may never be strong, but you can be stronger. Steward your body. Be strong for your tasks.